Welcome to the Ask Zach Show. I'm your host, Zach Childs. I've spent the last 30 years working in the music industry here in Nashville, Tennessee, during which I've done everything from touring with major artists like Brad Paisley and Carrie Underwood to playing the nastiest dive bars or even the occasional wedding. This show is all about barreling down the rabbit hole on all things guitar and the music we love. We will cover the legendary players, gear insights, and even some interviews along the way. I hope you enjoy. To support the show, follow the links in the description to find out about my Patreon page. Or go to my store at AskZach.com to pick up a coffee mug or t-shirt. Now, let's dive in. Well, hello, friends, and welcome to Ask Zach. Today, we're going to talk about one of the most um, lost and abandoned parts of a vintage Telecaster, and that is the bridge pickup cover. So we're going to talk about the history of it. We're going to talk about why people stopped using them. We're going to talk about why Leo put them on there and, uh, you know, the different advantages and the uh, kind of the very functional aspects that it uh, that it uh, helps with and the aesthetics of it. All right. So while you're thinking about it, if you've been enjoying the show and you haven't done it already, please go down in the corner and hit subscribe. Also, it always helps when you hit the thumbs up because that uh, just helps the algorithm and helps people find the show. If you've already done that, appreciate people supporting the show. The best way is Patreon, and you'll find uh, a link to that down in the description. Also, there's tip jar information, or there's good old merch from AskZach.com. All right, let's just dive in. Um, I was very fortunate to get help from Nacho, uh, who, of course, has done the Pinecaster book that you see behind me, and, of course, the Blackguard book before that. Also from Red Volkart and uh, from probably the old uh, Telecaster Bible, the blue A.R. Duchessoir uh, book, and uh, the Fender sound heard around the world and others. So um, Nacho provided me with a, uh, a sheet that uh, showed the, the cost breakdown and, uh, and when he got the machines to make the, uh, the bridge pickup cover. So we know that in March of 1950, Leo got the presses to to make the uh, the bridge pickup covers. So uh, you know the yes the entire bridge cover, and the cost for him in 1950 was 650 dollars for those machines, which taking inflation into account in 2022 that would be 8,000 dollars. So this was not something that Leo took lightly. You don't just spend $8,000 on something on a whim. This was, this was part of the guitar. This was supposed to be on there all the time. Uh, you know, looking at what he would end up charging for it at retail uh, in 1950 was three forty. dollars So if you lost your cover, you could get another one for $3.42 which taking inflation into account is over $42, which that is around the price of a new you know, cover that you can get from Fender you know, right now. So let's talk about the, uh, the reasons that he, that he put it on there. Um, I think first and foremost, I think it was aesthetic. I think 
we are so used to this look of a telly. We are used to seeing that pickup, we're used to seeing the saddles, and we're used to that design. Uh, but that was not Leo's intention. Leo's intention was this. This pulls the whole look of the guitar together. If you're just thinking from an aesthetic point of view, all of a sudden you have chrome, chrome, chrome. Of course, you got nickel on the end, but you have all this chrome right there, and it just really gives it a polished professional look, which is what he was going for. Uh, the next you know, kind of reasoning for it is shielding. So this helps with noise, and of course, it's always been a big deal, noise, you know, because all of, that's that's our enemy as guitarists is getting told by the uh, the front of house guy, hey, your guitar is buzzing, you know, or your even worse is to hear something like your buzz is even louder than your signal. So shielding was important. So he was, uh, you know, wanting the bridge pickup to be as quiet as the neck, which had a, you know, of course, a brass, a chrome plated brass cover on the early models like this. Then, uh, you know, there was also a benefit of feedback protect, you know, kind of it helped with feedback some. So if you're on the bridge pickup and you turn toward a loud amplifier like a, a tweed basement or a tweed twin or something like that, and if you turn toward it and if you had the cover on, you're probably less likely to get some feedback. Now let's talk about some really, you know, functional aspects of the cover. The first off would be to protect the bridge and the bridge pickup, okay? So when you don't have this cover on, guess what happens? Well, just like on this 57 you know, Esquire, you can see that these are the original saddles and the original bridge that, you know, they're all corroded and rusted. And, uh, you know, they've had to be worked free to make it to where they, they all turn and adjust. Um, so he was protecting that, protecting all, all these parts and the adjustment screws. He was also protecting the pickup because the Telecaster bridge pickup, you know, doesn't have a cover. It does have, you know, you know this kind of twine that's you know, wrapped around it. And of course it's wax potted, but it didn't have enough protection. And that's what this pickup, the, the, I should say, the bridge cover offered that level of protection. All of a sudden, now the pickup was protected from beer spills, from sweat, from all those things that, as I talked about in my Why Telecaster Pickups Dive video, uh, you know, it's protecting from those fluids getting into the pickup, causing corrosion and causing the pickup to short out and die. All right, so then another you know, functional aspect was to protect your hand. So on many of these guitars, uh, you know, when you adjust the action the way you want it, sometimes certain screws will be sticking out. Either the height adjustments or even the intonation adjustment can dig into your hand. Certain tellies, especially from, if you talk about the threaded saddles from the 1950 through late 67, early 68, those have been nicknamed palm eaters because they are terrible at tearing up your hand, you know, especially if you have them set high, depending on how your neck sits in the joint and depending on in, in the neck pocket, depending on how high you have to raise your saddles, sometimes you can really have some palm eaters that, you know, that uh, you, you really have to be careful with or some people just replace them. Uh, currently, what a lot of people do is a lot of people grind down 
uh, screws or they, uh, or they choose different screws to use in the height adjustments and even the intonation uh, just to make it to where it doesn't dig into your hand. So that was another consideration. Leo didn't want your hand to get messed up and he wanted to protect this important part of the guitar. Also, there was a tone advantage. So now it is subtle. Uh, you know, as Red Volkart told me, uh, you will certainly hear it when you're playing by yourself, but you will not hear it uh, in the context of, a, of playing in a band. So here I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna, you know, play a line and take it off and go back and forth. All right, I'm gonna turn it down so we don't hear the big thumping sound as I reattach this. So what is it doing? Well, it may be subtle to you, you know, because of YouTube and compression and other things going on with, uh, you know, listening to things over the internet. But what it's doing is it's making it a touch louder and also it's focusing the tone a little more. It kind of gives it a little bit more of a nose, not like using a tube screamer or some type of mid boost, but it does have a touch more of a nose in the mid range and it's just a touch louder. And it makes sense because when you use the cover, you're adding to the mass of the bridge. You're also, you know, this big piece of metal is absolutely going to interact with the magnets of the pickup. So, yes, there was a uh, tonal advantage of the cover. Uh, let's see. Then here, you know, we might as well dive into the disadvantages. So, of course, with using this, you can't palm mute. And at first that wasn't really a big thing. So you'll see in pictures of, uh, you know, early Telecaster photos of, you know, well, guys actually playing Telecasters. Most of the time you will see the cover on there. So guys like Jimmy Bryant, you know, like in the, on covers and even playing live, he used the, he had the, uh, the bridge cover and even like the silver spur boys that are in the, uh, the Telecaster Bible uh, and other cats, uh, they all had them. But at some point, um, you know, I guess, you know, at some point in the 50s, the chugga-chugga rhythm, as uh, again, as Red called it, uh, became popular. And you can't do that if you can't mute. So, you know, if I... Which is fine, but what you're wanting to do is this. And you can't do any of those things. You know, you can't mute at all. Also, it just really kills off a large playing area. So all of a sudden, you know, of course, you can't play near the bridge. And, you, and uh, yeah, it, it just really, to me, it's frustrating. And so I've, I've spent quite a bit of time playing with the cover on. And it frustrates the crap out of me. Um, it is cool. It is cool looking. Uh, you know, one other positive of it is that uh, it functions as a hand rest. So it, you can, if you kind of just kind of make right with it and just decide you're going to live with it, all of a sudden you realize, wait a second, I can rest my hand on it and I can, you know, start playing some pretty fast single note lines and things like that. So that's another, you know, kind of in the plus category that uh, you can give that. So yeah, like Jimmy Bryant, 
and a few others, you know, kind of used it for a while and then it, it really went out. And all of a sudden, all the photos that you started seeing of Telecaster players, they, uh, they all had the cover off. And so all these vintage covers, they all went away. Yeah. So, I mean, I should say most of them, unless the guy happened to put it in the case and didn't lose the case, uh, so many times these are gone. So you see so many vintage Telecasters where they're, uh, they're, they're missing. So, and of course, this is where you get the whole ashtray thing where some guys would actually leave it on the guitar when they put it in the case and then they would take it off to play and they would lay this on top of their amp and they would use this as an ashtray, knock it out and then put it back on. One other uh, note about these, um, the earliest ones have a uh, solder drop and that's because these were electroplated and uh, you know they, uh, they had to attach a wire to it because this had to be electrically charged for the chrome plating to go onto it. And uh, then later on, um, by the late 50s, that was no longer on there because they had an apparatus where they could just clip these into place and, uh, and plate them instead of having to uh, have a, a solder drop on there. Uh, a couple other, you know, kind of fun notes is that uh, I was uh, talking to Dan Strain, uh, old Danocaster, about this, and he was saying how he has one of these that he uses just to put that outline on here, okay? Because on a lot of black guards, you will see, because they came with these on there and people used them with the cover on for a while, you will see an outline on the body. And then of course, afterwards, a lot of times these were lost in the 60s, 70s and, and onward. But uh, on a lot, of his, uh, a lot of his guitars that he does, he puts you know, one of these on there and then he gives it a couple of whacks to give it that, uh, you know, the outline on the body that you see on so many you know, original vintage 50s uh, Telecasters. So, all right. Well, I think we've uh, you know, kind of covered the, uh, the basics on uh, on these things, uh, you know, it's it's just so funny how uh, how this was such an important thing to Leo, and he really felt like the guitar wasn't complete without it, and uh, and then how it became something that just nobody wanted and was lost and thrown away, and sometimes you know if we were lucky, it was just put in the case, but uh, yeah, the uh, the unloved part of a vintage Telecaster right here. All right, guys. Well, I thank you so much for watching today. I hope you enjoyed it and I'll see you next time.
Thanks for listening to the Ask Zach podcast. If you want to dive deeper, check out my website, askzach.com, to find more articles and further info on each episode. And remember, it is the support from you, the listener, that keeps the show going. Thank you, friends.